Welcome to Training Room Talk, where we discuss all things performance, rehab, and education. everyone we got another episode of training room talk today uh we have a special guest here for today's episode nick mascioli nick's a strength coach with the pittsburgh pirates um so today we're going to open up with just a discussion about um how nick and his staff utilizes uh some technology through whether it's from a recovery standpoint from an athlete tracking standpoint um from a velocity-based training standpoint um so i think we're going to kind of just delve into, into the technology end of um, training and how it's implemented into a uh, professional setting like the Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, so Nick, why don't you just share kind of like maybe which, you know, what, what, what kind of technology are you guys utilizing right now, um, you know, from a recovery standpoint, from a training standpoint, um, and how you guys are utilizing it and, and kind of what you're doing with the data. Yeah, no, absolutely. And first off, thanks for having me back, guys. It's always good to be with you, uh, Stud Muffins. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, so, yeah, definitely um, being with the Pirates, you know, in the past couple of years, I've definitely gotten exposure to some tech, different technology um, being used. And, uh, you know, for me, I think coming into the Pirates really didn't have too much experience with it. Um, I did a little bit of stuff or just observing of a, a VBT technology um, when I was at IFAST. They had the gym aware. And, you know, I think even, you know, Ty Terrell was sort of in his early stages really just sort of, you know, figure out how that was used and he's done some really good stuff uh with um vbt him and uh tony guyano um they actually have a um uh, a vbt manual that's out and i've actually read and it's incredible if you guys really are looking to use that technology and, and learn how to um you know profile an athlete i would highly encourage reading that manual it's 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 second to none and they do a really good job there um but yeah so you know for the pirates we um we uh, definitely uh uh, use uh, for VBT, and I would even say for uh, just like monitor, monitoring um, load and volume, we use uh, the PUSH um, system. So PUSH does a lot of different things. Um, uh, they're based out of Canada, and uh, they are they have a, a VBT technology. It's uh, it's the PUSH band, and now they're actually coming up with new stuff where you actually can put it on the bar. But for the most part, usually you just put it on your uh, your forearm or, you know, if you're doing some jumps or some different types of testing, there's a strap that goes to the waist and uh, you can even do some jump testing, some RSI stiff testing, stiff, stiffness testing and whatnot. So, you know, for the, I'll say for the first uh, year or so when we, start, we started using it, I wouldn't say we, um, we just were sort of trying to gauge on how we could sort of incorporate this. And uh, I actually am not even really the one who's sort of pushing it. I would say I'm just sort of helping facilitate. And so uh, Corey Cook, who's uh, who does a lot of really good work for the Pirates, he's the guy that's sort of been... Uh, really driving been a driving force for them so um but yeah we uh we definitely use it uh um for specific for, for specific list lifts and you know the cool thing about vbt is and i think one of the biggest things is like it, it sort of almost adds uh you know another uh coach on the floor and you know just like uh, reading some of brian Mann's stuff um he he really sort of emphasizes the fact that like hey like you know it's another coach on, on the floor you know you get to sort of gauge um you know different velocities and different parameters and you know it allows the it gives that instant feedback um to the athlete you know and also as a coach as well 
Um, there's um, and, and even going into that, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I'm just starting to, you know, tap into some DBT technology and some research. So um, that's something I actually would love to pursue um, in uh, the uh, the graduate studies of sort of researching that a little bit more and how that can be a little bit more applied. But um, I think our main goal is eventually sort of use uh, the push band and, and be able to sort of create some like profiles on our, our athletes, you know. Um, um, just how you know how 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 a different athletes ticked you know um, you know how they uh, how they produce force in, in different ways and you know how can we sort of cultivate a program that's sort of gonna sort of sort of um, um, train those specific things that they need um, as I said before you know um, Ty, um, Ty Tyrell's a really good manual on VBT and he sort of does a, has a really good analogy of you know this whole like, concept and idea of, you know, you have your athlete that's like a, a kangaroo that's really elastic, really good stretch shortening cycle, and then you have like your other athlete that's like a gorilla. It's really force-based, really good under load, and really rigid, and, you know. At the end of the day, when you think about it, you know, power is like probably the biggest thing when you think about sports, like, hey, and especially with like, you know, sports that have time constraints, you know, it's like, hey, can I produce this amount of force in, you know, X amount of time, you know, and so that's why power is so important because it has that, you know, that time component. So. VBT is a great way to sort of be able to, you know, help train with that. And so um, being able to find, hey, is this athlete uh, a velocity-based um, um, power athlete or force-based um, um, power athlete and maybe sort of help trend them into that particular area that they're, they're not as good at, you know, and sort of give them a little bit of both, you know. So I think that's our end goal, um, especially with the Pirates, to be able to do that, find ways to sort of find a test that's going to be able to sort of help us, you know, gauge, hey, this is where this guy is, this is where that guy is, and like, how can we uh, create um, specific training exercises or even methods to sort of help uh, promote that. Um, but once again, there's so many different things you can do with VBT, and, uh, you know, especially the push, you know, you can even use it for, you know, training complete work, work volume for the entire day or the entire training session, so you're able to get, like, hey, how much is this person working, how much is this guy moving per, per training session, so there's so many different things you can do with it. Um, one thing I sort of like about the push um, technology in itself is we actually um, use something called Push Vital, where we're actually trying to um, gauge just like you know work workload over you know an acute and a chronic stage of just like their season. So we have like these uh, scores called three fourteen scores, where um, we get guys uh, checking in and checking out of every day. So they'll hop on the scale, um, we'll get their weight. They do like a three question survey in the beginning. Um, if they did a hydration test that day, they'll put it in uh, their score, and then after that, you know, they, after the work day, you know, they'll there's a survey which has uh, different a lot of amounts of like um, things they did that day. It could be hey, they did a lift, they they did early work, they did uh, field work, they did game prep, they did you know they played a nine inning game. And so it's allowing it's allowing us to sort of you know get a little bit of information on what these guys are doing every day and, and collect that some of that load and then you know at the end at the end we'll also put in our RPE score so adding the two and then based off that taking the RPE score and what they did for work we get these uh, three fourteen scores which allows us to see okay based off the last three days which is the acute portion um, how does that add up to your work compared to the amount of work you did in 14 days. So it allows us to gauge a little bit in season, like, hey, is this guy overworking for these past three days and can we make some adjustments for that? Or, hey, yo, they're right on, they're right on point here and uh, things are looking pretty good. But at the end of the day, it sort of comes back into ability to ask questions for your athletes, you know? So if we're seeing some of that might be a little bit higher, it's like, hey, like, we can ask a question, hey, how are you feeling? 
you know, and sometimes it'd be like, you know, I feel great. It's like, okay, you know, just keep an eye on that person. Or, you know, or scores are actually adding up where it's like, that guy might be really high um, on a 314 score and, you know, we ask them how they're doing and they're like, yeah, like, I'm honestly, I'm pretty tired. So it's like, okay, well, then that adds up and, like, maybe we can make some adjustments for them throughout the week and, you know, try to get them back on, like, a good portion. So I like that a lot just because also it's not only taking their load in, but it's also taking in, like, subjectively how, how they feel mm-hmm. the intensity of that work was. And actually he was, even was talking to Nick, uh, Nick about this uh, um, a couple hours ago about, you know, based off training, training age and the, the specific person, you know, that RPE is going to look a little bit different per person. So, you know, if you have a guy with a high training age, you know, that RPE might look a little bit lower compared to the person that's, uh, that's younger. So even though they might be doing the same volume of work and potentially intensity, their perception of that intensity might look different. Right. So that's another way to sort of gauge it too. Um, so yeah, those are just things we're doing with it. And um, once again, like, that's, I would say that's like a general um, way yeah, of how things are going, but um, there's so much more and in, in-depth things you can get with that. And you know, I look to sort of help. I look to sort of you know help uh, figure out way, better ways to do it and just research more on it. Do you are you also looking at? Um, so I, I loved what you said about the readiness stuff, daily readiness, kind of looking at it and monitoring it over a couple of weeks, which is great. Um, you know, you talked about a lot of good stuff with the daily readiness um are you guys looking at any heart rate day to day or maybe over a course of a couple of weeks is that is that given to you and maybe some of the the push band data that you're using yeah heart rate stuff i would say um we'll tump sometimes so a heart rate monitor on guys based off like if they're like maybe a a problem person like hey like this guy we need to sort of see where this guy is on a day to day but we'll use heart heart rate monitors on our conditioning test. And uh, we have a guy by the name of Mark Dixon. Um, he's actually from Scotland, um, has tons and tons of experience uh, with uh, Olympic athletes. He's working in China, Georgia, um, and he's a very smart guy. And uh, so he's been doing actually um, implementing, we implemented like a, like a like a tempo yo-yo test. It's like a sub-max uh, conditioning test just to see, hey, you know, where's your heart rate after a sub-max uh, test? Um, directly after, and then what's your one minute recovery? So I would say from a heart rate perspective, we're we're getting data on that, mm-hmm. and then after a six week block of some conditioning, we'll retest to see where they are. Right. Um, so I would say from a heart rate perspective, you know, we're sort of taking in, in considerations on, hey, where's this guy at right now, and what are specific things they need for the next, you know, for maybe a six week block on helping train that to, you know, help right. with recovery protocols and stuff like that. So I would say. That's how we're using some heart rate stuff right now. Cool. Um, uh, for the push stuff, you know, I know Mark's been doing some uh, stuff with some starting pitch, pitchers in their five-day routines. Um, just like every day, or I would say primarily on their um, uh, on their start day, pre and post, on their right. pen day, pre and post. He's actually doing some jump testing with them with the push bands. Mm-hmm. And just sort of seeing, hey, like how did that five, six innings tax you right. ner- uh, from a nervous system perspective, you know, um, cool. And then also, you know, how are you recovering the next day? And so I think his main goal eventually is like, hey, what type of recovery modalities mm-hmm. works best for that person? You know, hey, it could be a foam roll or, you know, soft tissue modality. It could be a contrast, uh, you know, hot tub, cold tub thing. You know, it can be a lot of different things, you know, because definitely when it comes to recovery, you know, people respond differently, you know, and, you know, what's what's going to work best for 
that pit, uh, that player. And, you know, especially when you come to, I would say, starting pitchers, there's, there's, they're very regimented and there's, it's very routine pet, um, routine base. Hey, they know they're pitching every five days. They know they have a pen, um, you know, two days after their start. So it's like there's, um, it's very like a regimented. So we're able to get some good data on that. But yeah, so from a push band perspective, using some different testing for them. So you've talked about recovery a little bit, Nick. Um, can you delve into further? Because we all know like recovery is where gains are made, and recovery is what sets you up for performance. You know, if the pitcher's pitching every five days, um, what are some of the things, especially with the long bus rides on the at the minor league level, that you're using um, on a daily basis to help guys recover and make progress and improve their performance? Yeah, that's a that's a really good one, John. Um, and just coming from. Uh, a, uh, a strength coach in the minor league setting it's just you know it's it's almost like not that I wish every person could be in a setting like that but you know there's just so much valuable things you pick up you know just with like that setting you know like I said before the minor league grind is pretty pretty uh pretty crazy and uh you know there's actually a funny Instagram called minor league grinders if you if you uh if you don't uh, if you don't follow yeah, them it's pretty cool that. it's, it's hilarious one. some really good stuff yeah, there I mean, a good one. just a good laugh um, As we all try to get on and follow. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So um, it, it's, it's cool because you get, like, some, like, funny things. Like, yeah, these guys, just what they deal with in and out on a daily basis. And, you know, once again, your ballparks are not necessarily nice. Um, your uh, facilities aren't nice either. So it sort of comes in that concept of, hey, you got to sort of work with what you have. Um, not, that's, that's just for me personally on my, on my, uh, on my job. Like, hey, like, how can I get the best bang for my buck in the settings I'm in, you know, because you're going to different, uh, you're going, heck, I mean, some of your away lifts, you're in a gold gym, you know, and uh, heck, as much as I want these want these guys, okay, like, you know, just hop on the, just hop on the dumbbell rack, just use your biceps and triceps, let's get out of there, you know, that'd be perfect for a gold gym right there, you know, hey, wear the tank top, you know, um, you still got to get some some good work in, and so, but for specifically for these players, it's like, you know, you're, you know, they're living, sometimes these guys are living like six, seven guys per, you know, in their, in their uh their homes at like you know where their affiliate is they're living on freaking uh you know just like small little twin beds on the floor you know sleep's not going to be good there you know and then even when you're on the road it's like you're you're rooming with another guy you know sometimes you might get three guys to a room you're sharing a bed um you know so it's like dang like how can we how can we get good stuff out of these guys and then you know the, the infamous bus rides you know you're you're two you're two to a you know um, an alley or whatever you want to call it, like just like just too, you know, you, yeah. there's tough for you, you know, tough for you to sleep. Hey, you have guys that bring like small little air mattresses and they'll try to put it in between the, um, in, in just like the walkways just so they can, you know, sprawl out and get a couple of Z's, oh. you know? So it's like, it's crazy, man, you know, what these guys have to deal with. So, like, you know, you really get a good perspective and like just like, you know, respect for, you know, these guys with the grind and get to where they need to be. Um, but, you know, we try to find ways just to sort of, implement sleep and you know and, and that's something like you know as an athletic trainer and strength coach we try to you know have constant communication with our manager and like hey how can we sort of you know benefit uh these guys to the best abilities and like you know sometimes we have a long road trip hey like maybe we can push uh you know the uh the buses to the to the field back a little bit more hey get these guys a little bit extra rest you know trying to find ways to um you know um get these guys better sleep you know just educating them on things they can do just to get just to get like on recovery you know like so we teach guys like hey like you know make sure like when you're in sleeping environment like it's as dark as possible you know and we'll give these guys actually like just like i uh 
eye blockers, I don't even know what you call them, but just so it gets completely shut out, we'll give them actually sometimes earplugs, you know, we'll teach them, like we'll give them actually um, specific glasses that take out blue light, so before they go to bed, you know, they're not just, you know, they're not on their phones and, you know, that taking the blue light, blue light out, of the, out of the equation, and uh, heck, you actually sort of even sometimes want that when you wake up to sort of help you get ready, so we'll like, hey, you know, it's okay to put your phone on in the beginning and, and get some light in there too. Um, so just like ways like that, you know, with their sleeps, like, hey, like, this is what I would do. Um, just small ways you can do it. Um, those are some of the big ones with your sleep. And I think at the end of the day, if you can teach these guys with like, you know, controlling the controllables, that's a big one we talk about with the Pirates all the time. Not just how they play, but just even how they carry themselves off the field. You know, control the things you control, you know. You know, try to eat the best as, the best you can um, when you're on the road, you know, what you're eating, what you're intaking every day. You know, big one is, hey, staying hydrated, you know, stay hydrated, make sure you're drinking water and then, you know, how you can sleep, you know, try to find the best ways in educating these guys how to sleep. So mm-hmm. I think those are the three biggest ones you can sort of um, really try to help on a daily basis. You know, at the end of the day, you know, those players can take it or leave it. But as long as you sort of like, hey, throw it out there, you know, some guys are really responsive to that. And Nick, you were saying, I think last time we had you on, you were talking about how, you know, everything you, you do, you have to relate it back to the culture of baseball and their performance on the field you know how have you found the your athletes how have they been um have they been receptive to you know these types of things that you're talking about and have you been been successful in being able to relate that back to their performance on the field yeah that's a good good question nick and um i think it comes back to especially with me um early on was like hey like i want to like i want to change this place you know all all at one time and like at the end of the day it's like that's really not possible, you know, just because at the end of the day, there's just so many variables. Right. So I think when you talk about the just like small victories, that's what you're looking for every day, you know? Heck, it could be someone who has like a little bit of some chronic pain. If I can just get them to like feel their hamstrings, feel their abs, you know, and they feel better, like that's a win right there, you know? Um, so yeah, just like those small those small gains, you know, there's sometimes I have success, success or sometimes I don't, you know? And as a coach, you can't like, labor on like oh man I, I i failed here but like hey how can i get better how can i do that in a better in a better uh in a better way so just like finding ways um you know there's gonna be there's gonna be uh guys that are really receptive and then there's gonna be guys that aren't so sometimes you got to find the ways that you got to feel like what kind of athlete do you have and wh- what's their makeup so you know there's gonna be guys i can give more to because i know they really want it and there's just guys where heck if i can just get them to do the bare minimum that's huge so, yeah, it's just it's just relative to the person, but yeah, just like that small success thing is huge, and uh, you know, taking taking the wins where you can get them, and you know, if you can't get a win um, that day, you know, you just go for the next day. Yeah, Nick, I like what you said. Control the things that you can control, right? Because especially there, where your budget's not very high to buy all these, you know, expensive recovery tools, and you know, sleep is really if you don't have sleep and nutrition right, like you're not going to recover regardless. You could spend all this money on all this different stuff, but your sleep and nutrition is going to drive recovery and performance regardless, right? So, um, I, I think budget limited. If you're in a, a private professional or like collegiate setting, like making sure people are getting sleep and getting the right you know, nutrition in and not worrying about supplements and, you know, um, compression boots and stim units and, you know, just getting in the right thing, the rest and the, um, the food, the fuel that your body needs to recover. I think that's the ticket right there. And then start adding in all of these things that cost extra money to get that little extra edge.
Cool. I think, well, thank you again, Nick. Part two is great. Um, I'm glad that we were able to catch you when you're in town. Um, Until next time, guys, training room talk. See ya.